Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player. I've been vegan for nine years. I've also been able to coach over 350 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Marina Rodriguez. Marina, how are you doing today? I'm good, Maxim. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Very excited to, to have you on the podcast because you've had an awesome transformational journey, and I'm excited for people to hear about it because you actually been crushing it like i see your your stories on facebook and you and your partner are always at the gym together he's like we didn't want to go but we still made it <laughs> yeah me my brother and i go every, we try every morning um yeah. so yeah it's just it feels good it feels good to move every morning and starts my day off right yeah beautiful well i just said your partner is that your brother yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> okay. I might have missed that part. So I'm sorry about that. So your brother, I love it. Family accountability. It's great. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, just like we have a, a bunch of new people listening. There's usually been a lately been a huge influx of people coming to the podcast. And so one of the main things that shows up during these success story interviews is mm -hmm. people are like, it's easy for this person because they have nothing else going on in their life. Right. They just get to work out and eat food and they lose a bunch of weight. Um, so do you mind kind of giving a little bit of a background story as to like what you do, like your level of busyness and the things that you, you have to take care of on a weekly basis? Yeah, sure. Um, so what I do for work is I'm in quality management. So I work for a global medical device manufacturing company. Um, so we're in my team and everyone I work with on a daily basis is, between India, Ireland, the UK, uh, New Jersey here in the States and Florida. So yes. we're, we're online early. Um, it's a lot of continuous improvement. And before that I did manufacturing engineering. So I was on the manufacturing floor on a daily basis almost. Yeah. So you work 40 plus 40 hours a week, basically. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then so I volunteer on the side. Um, so I coach a local, uh, lacrosse program for, mm -hmm. uh, this year I'm with fifth and sixth graders. So three, anywhere from three to four days a week, uh, after work, I'm on the field <laughs> with my girls. Nice. So do you have a background in lacrosse? Yeah. Um, growing up, I played soccer for 13 years, did martial arts for eight years and played lacrosse for five, played one year in college. So nice. Like an athlete, <laughs> athlete background. Yes. Very big athlete background. Uh, sitting still is very hard for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so I I'm curious to, to know kind of what was the position you were in before jumping in the program that made you want to make those changes knowing that you come from like an athletic background, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I get it. I've, I've been through kind of the similar journey, but would love to hear your story as to where you were at and what made you want to join knowing that like, you can't sit still, right? Yeah. You have to do something. <laughs> well, I guess I started right before the pandemic. Um, I started to get back in the gym 
And it was about maybe two weeks being in the gym that everything got shut down in March of 2020. And I didn't really, and I still to this day, don't know how to function with an at-home workout Um, because it's just the atmosphere of the gym. It just, there's something about it that flips a switch in my brain. It's like, yeah, you're, you're here and you're ready to work. Um, So it was really difficult for me in the pandemic. Uh, I had gained a good amount of weight before that. I had lost it all after college, gained it right back. Um, and just really looking in the mirror and not liking what I see and thinking I have to go back into the office at some point and my clothes Mm -hmm. don't fit because I've been in sweats and a t-shirt for the last two years. Uh, So it was really just not liking what I see in the mirror and wanting to make a change and knowing that if I don't make a change now, when I, when am I going to? Yeah. Do you feel better looking than Myrna now? Oh, much better. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, so who's listening? Myrna's down 14 pounds and just like recently she started like melting even faster. Uh, so I'm excited <laughs> to see what, what's to come over the next few weeks and the next month. You're, you're heading in a really good trajectory. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. It's definitely been, the, I think, the case for a lot of people like the just, you know, wearing sweatpants and t-shirt. You're at home. It's quarantine. Like you can't really do much. Um, but I'm happy that you still decided to do something about it. Right. Cause yeah, to be honest, some people are still on the couch in sweatpants. Yeah. Quarantine's done <laughs> and you're still in the same boat. Right. I so, mean, I'm in t-shirts and shorts every day while I, while I work the days that I'm home working <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt when I go in, I'm like, oh, okay, now I need to put actual clothes on. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta look professional. Yeah. Um, and so was it, was it the aspect of you not necessarily liking what you saw in the mirror that made you want to take action at this time? Because I know there's like, there's always a bit of a delay sometimes, right? We tend to yeah. procrastinate like, I need to do something, but like, I won't do it now. I'll just push it to later. It was a while of feeling like that. And actually it was just after, um, my first full season of coaching ended that I realized how much I loved it. And I wanted to be an example for these girls, not only being in science and technology as well as engineering for my career. um, I wanted to be an example of a good coach, someone who can run on the field with them and contest with them on a daily basis. And I just kept looking in the mirror. I'm like, I can't sprint with these girls like I used to be able to. I can't do all these things. I'm out of breath constantly. Um, so it was after that full season that I was like, I, I need to do something because I don't know if I'm going to have the same girls next year or a new set of girls, which team I'm going to be on, but I want to be that role model. I want to be some, something different than I had growing up with coaches. So was there kind of like a, I see like a little switch, like kind of like now is now is the time for me to do something. Yeah. So I think you had messaged me as I was going through this kind of, do I want to do something? Do Mm -hmm. I not? Um, And I said, I said, no, I was like, I'm not ready. Not right now. Um, And then I think it was your summer program came out Yeah. um, for that, that 21 days. And I was like, you know what? It wouldn't hurt to try. I'd get some guidance. 
and just how you ran that program I knew that like you guys and the structure you have it was the style for me to go with um, yeah. and as much as hearing the numbers I was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this but I invested and I, I feel amazing yeah well I'm happy to hear that because like <laughs> you've been crushing you made a lot of changes and like just what I, from what I've noticed, like mentally, how you make decisions and how you show mm. up is completely different than when you first started. Oh yeah. Right. And I think like, yeah, it was kind of like perfect timing with, with how everything happened when you got started. Yeah. It, honestly, it was because the mental habits that I grew up with when I came to food exercise, as well as post-college, po mm -hmm. post my athletic career, it was extremely difficult to get out of that mindset. And I think it took me a good six months before everything just started to click. Yeah. And I wasn't doing sprints on the treadmill after every workout. I wasn't trying to eat less because I'm going out and I need to, I need to make sure I'm still within my calories, but I don't want to count. And then, um, just the fear I had around counting macros again mm -hmm. was just that. I think that was the largest obstacle for me to get past. Yeah. Good thing we'll give you a meal plan. Now you don't oh, have yeah. to track it. <laughs> Make it simple. Um, you talked about something interesting. You, you talk about your, the mindset around food growing mm -hmm. up and like post-college. Do you mind sharing what, what that was like? Cause I'm sure like a lot of people are, um, can relate to whatever that is or have been in the same boat. Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up, I, I was a thin kid, um, being in so many sports at once, it, it helped. Um, but food was always a comfort. If I felt sad or I didn't know what to do or I was stressed out, I ate. Um, and then going into college, having whatever I wanted to eat at my disposal, yeah. um, it, it was always comfort food that I was eating. Yeah. Almost always it going in and it was, it was fried food on top of it. And somehow I lasted the first year and playing sports. Um, and then after that, it, I didn't know how to eat without being constantly, um, physically exerting myself. Yeah had no idea how to eat. So I was just eating the same amount of calories. I was going out. Um, and I just, I gained and gained and gained up till, um, I think it was a good 30 pounds. I gained the last three years of college. Yeah. And then going post-college, um, I had joined a few programs. Um, they were a bunch of like 12 week or eight week programs where they gave you a meal plan. Um, they give you your macros and there was no real accountability. Um, and it was low carb too. Yeah. Oh, terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Um, I was eating about a gram of protein per pound of body weight, yeah. uh, low carb. So it was like, oh my God, I get to eat bread 
okay, so what do I, what do I need to subtract from the rest of my day? Because I just had a piece of bread. Yeah. Um, so it was constantly doing that. Then after those programs, I hadn't lost the weight that I wanted. So I continued on the macros they gave me, lost 30 pounds, then had to have um, sinus surgery, mm-hmm. which kind of, it screwed up my progress and, and, and everything going forward. I also didn't know how to maintain that weight loss. Yeah. And then three months after surgery, I couldn't walk without my face just throbbing. Yeah. So I was scared to start working out again. I was scared to start eating right again because anytime I was eating right and eating clean, I was working out. So if I lost working out, I didn't eat clean. Yeah. So it was a lot of a lot of just trying to break one habit after another and trying to break the relationship between food and physical exercise. Yeah. And they don't always have to go hand in hand. If you have one, you have to have the other. Yeah. It's, I I love that you said that because it's definitely a connection that, yeah, once you start moving, you do Mm -hmm. want to eat better food. Right. And if you start eating shitty food, you don't have the energy to necessarily work out. So they do tend to go, hand in hand, but you're right. You can have surgery or things are going to happen in your life, but you can't move and you can still eat healthy. Like it's, it's still yeah. a thing you can do. It's still an option <laughs> that's on the table. Um, and what you shared post-college, like it's so true. And for those of you guys that are listening that are like, that have been athletes before, like I get it. You're so used to a high level of activity. And then when you stop, you just keep eating the same way, <laughs> but you don't move as much. And then the, the pounds just stack on so quickly. And then you look at your belly and you're like, what happened? <laughs> like, how did this happen? I used to be so fit. Uh, and so, you know, you talked about that, that relationship between um, food and, and comfort and like mm-hmm. kind of like the emotional connection to it. Have you found that ha- that has shifted over since you've been in the program? Yeah. So um, my comfort food when before the program and, and throughout college and even post um, was always fried food and stuff that I didn't get to have too often, whether it was a nice juicy burger or any, any type of high calorie food that you can get out at a restaurant Mm -hmm. or even just like a grilled cheese. That was my comfort food. Now, when I have a bad day, I go straight to, Oh, I really want a smoothie like that, that is my pick me up now. And, um, like so I, good. the smoothies every day, it's sometimes it's what gets me through the day. It's like, all right, I get to have my smoothie during the four hours of meetings I have in the afternoon. So yeah. it, it helps. Um, I don't want to grab food all the time as comfort either. I'd rather go for a long walk to clear my head or, um, or even just sit out in the sun with some silence or some good music, um, and just be calm rather than go to the fridge and see what horrible thing I could put in my body. (laughs) Yeah. Can can I ask you a question about Mm -hmm. that? Sure. There's probably a lot of people listening that it just baffles them that like, 
they're they're going straight to like the burger or the grilled cheese or the vegan mm-hmm. right you're vegan so just everyone Marina's vegan uh, <laughs> right but like it's like some people go to food and they can't even imagine themselves being like I'm going to crave a smoothie instead of a burger. Like I'm going to go for a walk instead of like wanting a grilled cheese. Did that transition for you happen in an instant or did it take a chunk of time for you to get to that place? It took a while. It took a, it, it took a few months for me to get to that place. Um, there, there were days throughout like the beginning of the program where I still crave the burger, um, at that point, it was it was like a Beyond Meat burger or um, or an Impossible burger, but it was a burger nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still craved that. There were points where I still craved the grilled cheese or the fatty foods, um, especially the first three months. Then it it was. I think around month four, it started to slowly transition where it was like, oh, yeah, I want that, but I'll have a piece of fruit instead, or mm-hmm. I'll go for a walk, see how that affects me. If I still want it, then maybe, maybe I'll think about it. Um, so it was kind of training my brain to, to switch off the, what is it? The, um, looking for the word just like just like the switch from basically letting go of the junk food to transitioning to like your taste buds needed to change also that was one thing well taste buds needed to change but it was also um immediate gratification there we go yeah so and having that food was that immediate gratification rather than taking 45 minutes and going for a walk which clearly 45 minutes it's not instant yeah. Um, so it, it was kind of replacing those habits and the, those thoughts. Um, so now it'll be every now and then that I'll have something that's not absolutely amazing for me. And I feel horrible after. Yeah. So I just continue to have it less and less. <laughs> yeah. We all have those moments. And then you eat it. You're like, why did I do this? I feel terrible right now. <laughs> I should have yeah. done it. Um, but no, I appreciate the honesty because a lot of people think that as soon as they go whole food plant-based or as, thing mm-hmm. as, as soon as they start a program, they're like it's magically all going to change. Like, you know, you have years of conditioning in you that led you to think like, oh, emotions, comfort food. Like we need to unwire that. And, you know, for you to yeah. like, it, it took several months and was the process worth it? Because I bet it was challenging. Like I get it. Like that comes up and you're like, I want this. You shouldn't have it. And then you're kind of like your hands on the phone on Uber Eats. Like, should I order it? Should I not order it? Yeah. Like, yeah. We've been, we've been there. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it was definitely worth it. I feel good every day and every decision I make where I don't automatically go to Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. Um, now, even if I do go to Uber Eats, my favorite thing is to get pliables, which is literally just fruit and seeds and fruit like it's it's just so that's the comfort mm-hmm. i'm like okay i really want something comforting i'm going to not make my smoothie today i'm gonna get pliables yeah i need to look into that i don't know if there's some in la but <laughs> it makes me think of like there's little like mango stands when you're driving on the highway in california oh, like God. in la you just get watermelon <laughs> tahini mango but oh ugh, so good so good <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
So I, I'm curious to know, like you obviously, when you came in, you did a 21 day challenge we did last summer mm -hmm. and then you jumped into the full program. Yeah. Um, did you have any uncertainties before starting all of this? Is this going to work for me? Am I going to be able to commit? Um, even though, yes, I'm, you're clearly paying for the program, but are, am I going to be able to fully commit? Because mm -hmm. I was so afraid of counting macros again, even with a given meal plan. And it took a while for me to admit that to Sarah. Mm -hmm. um, because when I was counting macros, I was, it was almost like I was in a bodybuilder cut. Yeah. I was bringing my food everywhere. I isolated myself, didn't go out with my friends and then didn't know how to function while I was going out with my friends afterwards. Yeah. You're so like, I can't, I can't compute what macros those are. So I'm like, <laughs> exactly. just, there's a shortage. Like, what is this food? It's how many carbs of fat and protein is it? I can't eat it. This doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And then just the, like going, going out to eat again when normally I would say, okay, I'm going out to eat, which means I have to do my hour long lift. Mm -hmm. Then I have to do a hit workout either on the Stairmaster or the, or the treadmill. And I need to take a walk and I need to make sure I need to eat at the least amount possible because I'm going out later. Yeah. So it, I, that's, that's what I used to do. Yeah. And now I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going, I'm going out. I'll, I check the menu beforehand, either call the restaurant, see if they can make anything for me. Um, if they don't have it on the menu and I just, okay, I'm going out. Um, if I have to weigh in that, that next day, I'm going to weigh more because of water retention and all the sodium that I'm not used to eating. Yeah. So yeah. It's a lot healthier relationship with, <laughs> with food. Well, it, it makes me really happy to hear that. Cause like I come from the bodybuilding world to start mm -hmm. off and which is why I do you guys nutrition the way that I do it. Yep. Right. If you look at your meal plans, it's cups and tablespoons. I don't tell you guys an amount of gram for stuff. Cause I don't want you to obsess over the amount of grams of rice that are supposed to be in a mm -hmm. cup. Like it's a freaking cup, just scoop it right? and just yeah. eat it. It's done. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that, that fear of you thinking that it wouldn't necessarily work for you. What were some of the things that you think made it work for you when you first started? Partially a, a big part of it was the tribe. I will mm -hmm. say that, um, being able to have a call to jump on every single day, almost mm -hmm. helped so much in the beginning because I realized I wasn't the only one going through this. And every single person who jumped on those calls had something valuable to offer and some sort of advice to say like, Hey, we went through this. You're not alone and you'll get through it and you'll be successful. Uh, that the daily chats and then just a big part of it was Sarah too. Her She's pretty being amazing. so relatable, both her as well as you, Nicole, everyone's just so relatable that it's like, oh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. If they can do this, I can do this. There's, there's nothing different in terms of like the amount of commitment or the mindset, because every, every single person on those calls and every single coach 
has had to change their mindset to some capacity. Yeah. So it was so helpful for you guys just, just to be relatable. Yeah. We're definitely a, a, a group of relatable coaches. We all have our, <laughs> we all have our stories and we've all like, again, like we talk about being an athlete, putting a bunch of weight back on after and yeah. turning to food. Like I dealt with all that. I dealt with emotional eating, binge eating. I just, I would throw away donuts that I would buy and then I would go and that's messed up, but I would like go in the garbage because it was still wrapped up. I was like, I could still eat that. Like I, I want to eat that. And you know, yeah. like I've been through those weird places. So, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, honestly, that you, you took action and like, look where you're at now, right? Your relationship, relationship with food is a lot better. Your mindset is completely different. You're training consistently. You're losing weight. Your body composition is shifting. Like there's a major shift. Yeah. And feels so good to be to look back a year ago and see that person and where i am now mm -hmm. that like no no one else did made decisions for me no one else was there with me on a daily basis as much as yeah we do have the tribe we do have all the group chats no one's standing next to me saying, no, this is what you need to eat. Mm -hmm. So to just feel good about every single decision that I've made to get me where I'm at and to get my mindset where it is today, just, it feels so good. Yeah. And, and you should be proud because I think one thing that's kind of like underlying is you've gained confidence in your ability to do the things that you say that you're going to do and to stick with them. Right. Mm -hmm. And yep. I think from what you shared at the start is like, if this program is going to work, is it going to work for me? Because am I going to, am I going to be able to commit to it? And yeah. a lot of the time, I think we lose, uh, we lose our, our trust in our word to ourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, the program works because we've, over 350 transformation. Like we know it works, right? We know we can yeah. help people, but it's like, can the person follow it? And that comes mm -hmm. down to trust in our, uh, ourself and our ability to take action. And I think you've gained a lot of that because now when you say you're going to do something, you, you do it, right? Like, you know, you have the ability to do it. Yep. And a lot of mornings it is arguing with myself. Like, no, you don't have time to work out at any yeah. other point of the day. Get up, get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm asking this. Do you, like personally, I think mm -hmm. the busier you are, the busier you are, the better it is for your transformation. Because like you wake up, you can't mm -hmm. push it later in the day. Your schedule is jam packed. Yep. Right. It's it is like the busier I am, the more successful I have been. Mm -hmm. Um, because I know the time I have to meal prep that that's the time. Or hey, instead of taking my walk during my lunch break, I'm going to take it at four, four 30 before I have to shove food down my throat and head to the field to coach. Um, so during my lunch break, I'm going to do my, my, my meal prep because, Hey, I didn't have a chance to Sunday. Mm -hmm. I was doing these 10 other things to get ready for the week. And you know what? I have to sacrifice that, that hour that, normally is is my mental break i need to be on point and i need to to get my meals in and i need to make sure i have lunch <laughs> yeah well you know it's I, I don't have the numbers on this but 
I, I would probably say like 80 to 90% of our members that are most successful are members that work 40 plus hours a week um, mm-hmm. and that have kids or that are have kids job and are back in school yeah. um, because you can't, like I said, you can't procrastinate. Like you got to get it done. There's no other time or else you're too late on everything. You can't keep mm-hmm. delaying. And then everything um, starts spiraling and then you're like, oh, okay. The entire week's gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, curious, actually talking about the, uh, the whole week being gone, have you ever fallen off track in the program? And yes. if you did, why didn't you let that stop you? Cause I think that's what stops a lot of people. So yes, I've fallen off track on, on the program. I've, I've had my weekend where I said, you know what? I, I'm going to eat what I want. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all that's going to matter. I'm going to feed myself and oh I want to go out this place and I'm not at home and I can't bring my meal prep so I'm just gonna do what I want um I've had a few weekends like that especially the first six months not so much now um but so one thing when I did first lose the weight um probably at this point four years ago um I would always do a cheat day instead of a cheat meal. Mm -hmm. So, and I would try and get back on track, but then I would let a couple snacks trickle in. When the next meal has been literally the saying that has gotten me back on track and said, okay, no, this dinner wasn't great. It wasn't within your calories, but breakfast is going to be Mm -hmm. point blank. And that, that has been the phrase that is really given me success. Yeah. Well, it makes me happy to hear that. Cause when I, (laughs) when I thought of it, I, cause binge eating cycle, like you mess Mm -hmm. up, like I get it, but yeah, the, the hard part is trying to not compensate by doing more exercise, more cardio, severely cutting your food the next day. And mm-hmm. so I'm happy because winning the next meal has helped so many people in the program. And I'm really happy that it helped you because yeah. um, that's the harder part is to navigate going off track and how to go back on track without it taking a week. Yep. Yeah. And it's, so, oh, go sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it, it's just helped so much. It, it really has. Um, and I was going to ask, I don't know if that's the answer, but what have you found to be most valuable so far for your time in the program, the thing that's made the biggest difference for you? Oh, that's a, that's a hard question. Um, being able to reach out to you guys when mm-hmm. I need it, not, not just when the first meal or how relatable all the coaches are and the tribe, but being able to reach out when I need it. Um, that has probably made the most difference because I've done programs where the coaches really weren't there. Yeah. And I've had to, I've had to try and reach out, but I didn't feel like it was a conversation. It was just a question and an answer. Yeah. Um, and having two calls a month with Sarah too, it, it helped me stay on track so much more. Yeah. And helped me change my mindset. Cause I would bring into those calls at one point, my fears, what's been bugging me, or even just how happy and, and how incredibly surprised I am at 
the amount I'm the amount of weight I'm lifting or just how good I feel. It having those calls and and having that conversation with you and not being afraid to reach out yeah. was definitely the biggest biggest help. Well, it's powerful. Um, that makes me happy because I want it to feel like a big family. Right. It definitely is. you you want to be able to reach out to all your other family members exactly yeah um perfect so one question i want to ask you is is there something that you've learned or that you were able to achieve throughout the program that was completely unexpected um learned was that i can't do it by myself um, between having you guys as a support system, the tribe, my partner, my roommate, um, everyone is just so encouraging. And before, before this program, I didn't really lean on people. I tried not to, I tried to handle all my issues by myself. Um, and just being, having the support system behind me has helped so much and learning that I can lean on people and I, and I don't have to be afraid that someone's going to push me away or someone's going to say, no, you shouldn't be doing that. And whoever does tell me that now, I'm just like, okay, that's what you think, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then achieve besides the weight loss is probably how strong I've gotten. Um, how much I'm benching and deadlifting. Even four years ago, I didn't get to these numbers. Yeah. Where, where are they at right now? You're so, um, I think I just finished my strength, two, two months of strength um, workouts and both sumo squat and right re- or sumo deadlift and regular deadlift. I hit 185. Nice. Um, and then bench got to, I think 125. Nice. You're that's almost a plate right there. That's pretty good. (laughs) So it's, I never, ever in a million years thought I would get to those numbers. I was like, yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll take me five years to get to. Um, but it's taken a year of working out again to get to that. And I've never felt stronger. Yeah. And you're like, once you reverse diet, and like add that mm-hmm. higher amount of food, like that, those numbers are going to go up. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. You feel like once you reverse diet and you're eating a ton of food to maintain your new weight, like you're just, there's so much glycogen in your muscle. Like you yeah. just feel so freakishly strong. Like I'm excited for that for you. And for mm-hmm. me too, because I feel so <laughs> weak and skinny from cutting, like <laughs> reverse dieting is a shit. Like you'll see, you'll feel like your numbers are going to go up by like several pounds. Honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if you can bench a full plate and your numbers go like over 200 free deadlift. I'm, I'm excited and also nervous because the, the, uh, the mental preparation it takes to say, okay, I'm going to go throw on over a hundred pounds on a bar at five in the morning. Yeah. Little, little difficult. <laughs> yeah. But you're fine. Get a spotter, get some safety bars on each side. You'll be good. <laughs> if you can't like big thing you just roll it on your stomach if you can't go back up right? yeah. you just roll it and then you stand up with it i've been there multiple times like <laughs> i get there's i was bench pressing and i was alone and it just like stuck on my chest and i was like 
okay let's just fill up the stomach roll it down and stand up because this hurts yeah yeah now i'll always text my brother when i'm hitting a number i have and I'm like hey can you uh come over here please right now yeah just in case you need to save my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he'll do the same to me so works yeah. both ways good well I, i'm happy that your brother's going with you because yeah having that accountability going to the gym with someone is nice especially that early in the morning right mm -hmm. because you know how it is like you wake up alarm goes off like i could sleep in and still make it on time to work without yep. doing this workout <laughs> right and that's the first thing that goes by so i'm really happy you have accountability yep. um i would love to ask you because you know there's a lot of people listening to the podcast and maybe there's someone that's listening that was in your exact same position before you got mm -hmm. started right um that was you know lot they were they're fitter when they were in college a little bit younger kept eating the same way put on weight which is very common amongst athletes someone yeah. was fitter before and kind of put on some weight covid kind of smacked them around a little bit they got everyone everyone went through the sweatpants phase um, <laughs> but if you had the ability to talk to someone that's in that position or to the old you mm -hmm. and the old you that waited for so long before you actually like did this what would you tell yeah. that person don't wait because where you want to be is so much closer than you think it is. Yeah. Just to commit, go all in, move things around if you need to and, and believe in yourself because you that. can do it. Yeah. Because if you look at, you know, the year that we've had together, Mm -hmm. if you wouldn't have taken action and that's a lot of people think that if they don't take action that'll mm -hmm. stay the same but to be fair it would have potentially gotten worse over the year yeah and you'd be in a worse position now than you were when you first got started either that or my relationship with food wouldn't have changed yeah and i might be where i am but not with the same mindset not with the same head on my shoulders yeah which is something that's going to serve you for life, which yep. that's a beauty. Yeah. yeah. And so um, if there's someone that's listening, that's on the fence of doing this, what is something you would tell them either? Like they don't have time. They're not ready to invest in themselves or they've never invested in themselves. Like that's a big fear for mm -hmm. a lot of people. It's, it's a big jump to be like, I'm going to do this for me. I need to put myself first. Um, what, what would you tell that person? It's worth it. So commit and you make time for things that are important to you. So I know a lot on social media, there's the, um, if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. Well, if you wanted to, you would. So if you truly want this, believe in yourself and, and push forward. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, would love to, to, to leave the floor to you. If there's any last thing you'd like to share words of wisdom, uh, cause a lot of members from the tribe are listening. So a lot of members are here supporting you and listening <laughs> to the episode. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but, uh, honestly, thank for the tribe. Thank you guys, because there's so much that goes on, um, especially on Instagram since a bunch of us follow each other mm -hmm. that like the chat and on the calls we don't see, but, um, you guys messaging me or commenting just it helps me push through so much more and i don't think i have ever thanked everyone who, who's done that for me um 
So thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And I'll try and keep the banter up with my brother um, in the mornings. A lot of the times we were just going straight ahead and uh, and not really paying attention to each other <laughs> now. Yeah. So um, yeah, just thank you. And um, I never thought I would go vegan. I will say that. Never thought. And I made a slow almost two-year transition and finally went all in and I will never regret it. That makes me really, I actually got chills. That makes me really happy <laughs> to hear. Makes me happy. Again, like I, I, I've shared openly, I want all of you guys to be able to live extremely healthy, long lives, disease-free, have the body that you want. And I big believe that veganism is the way to do that, which is why the whole program is vegan. So, um, yeah. yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you for taking the time to jump on the podcast and just quickly for the people listening, um, if you want an amazing transformation, like Marina and Marina, sorry. Um, I just, the French in me wants to come out. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you just want a little bit more information. Uh, there's a link down below in the show notes, fitvegan.ca. You can book your free consultation call. We'll love to have a conversation with you to see if we'd be able to help you to see if we would be a good fit. Um, absolutely free head over to the link down below and, uh, yeah, Marina, thank you very much for taking the time to jump on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Maxim. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.